Well, things are going to get a little bit mushy in our story today. We have a love story. Think about your favorite love story. Maybe it's something you've seen in a Disney movie, or better yet, maybe it's something you've read in a book. Well, our story today will rival that. We have a beautiful maiden, Rebecca, who's probably pretty young. She's probably a teenager. The Bible says that she's beautiful in appearance, so picture in your mind a beautiful young woman. And then we have Isaac, who is set to inherit all of Abraham's possessions. He is the child of promise, who not only will inherit all of Abraham's possessions, but is also set to have his descendants inherit the entire promised land and have all of the families of the earth blessed through him. So we have Isaac and Rebecca. I'm so glad that you've joined me today on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's word. Well, today we have kind of a long story, and I told you that we would meet Rebecca, and we will meet her. Our story starts out with Abraham in his old age. He's probably close to 137 at this age. Isaac has grown up. He's a young man. And Abraham is very wealthy. All of his wealth will go to his son Isaac when he dies. And he knows that he's getting close to that point. So Abraham has his servant, kind of his top servant, come in and swear an oath to him. And he does something that seems a little strange to us. He has him put his hand under his thigh to swear this oath. This was a custom during that time period. We're actually going to see it happen a couple more times in the book of Genesis. So it wasn't strange to them. It was similar to if someone had you raise your right hand and swear to tell the truth or place your hand on a Bible and promise to tell the truth by the Bible. It was kind of a similar idea to that, except this is what they did. And it seems strange to us, but it just wasn't strange to them. So the servant is going to make an oath to Abraham. And what Abraham wants him to do is go back, all the way back, to Mesopotamia, to where Abraham is from, and find a wife for Isaac. He's very insistent that Isaac should not return back, but that Isaac needs to stay in the land of Canaan. Abraham knows that this is the promised land. This is where I'm supposed to stay and where my child and his offspring should be. So he's very insistent that Isaac not return back to Mesopotamia for that reason. One other thing that we're going to see that might seem a little strange is that at one point in the story, Rebecca covers her face with a veil. And this was another custom during that time. She didn't want her future husband to see her face until after they were married, and that would have been typical. And we still see that in weddings today, right? Sometimes a bride will wear a veil over her face and then... Um, It will be pulled off of her face right before she gets married to her husband. So that is a similar custom to what we see in our story today. All right, let's dive in. We are in Genesis chapter 24. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh, that I may make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and God of the earth, 
that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but will go to my country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me back to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, To your offspring I will give this land, he will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all sorts of choice gifts from his master. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at the time of evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. Behold, I'm standing by the spring of water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman to whom I shall say, please let down your jar that I may drink, and who shall say, Drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he had finished speaking, behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her water jar on her shoulder. The young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden whom no man had known. She went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please give me a little water to drink from your jar. She said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly let down her jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well to draw water and she drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether the Lord had prospered his journey or not. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold ring, weighing a half shekel, and two bracelets for her arms, weighing ten gold shekels, and said, Please tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. She added, We have plenty of both straw and fodder and room to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness towards my master. As for me, the Lord has led me in the way to the house of my master's kinsman. Then the young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban. Laban ran out toward the man to the spring. As soon as he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms and heard the words of Rebekah, his sister, thus the man spoke to me, he went to the man, and behold, he was standing by the camels at the spring. He said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. 
So the man came to the house, and unharnessed the camels, and gave straw and fodder to the camels, and there was water to wash his feet, and the feet of the men who were with him. Then food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have said what I have to say. He said, Speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master, and he has become great. He has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male servants and female servants, camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old. And to him he has given all that he has. My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife from my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell, but you shall go to my father's house and to my clan and take a wife for my son. I said to my master, Perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said to me, The Lord, before whom I have walked, will send his angel with you and prosper your way. You shall take a wife for my son from my clan and from my father's house. Then you will be free from my oath when you come to my clan. And if they will not give her to you, you will be free from my oath. I came today to the spring and said, O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, if now you are prospering the way that I go, behold, I am standing by this spring of water. Let the virgin who comes out to draw water, to whom I shall say, Please give me a little water from your jar to drink, and who will say to me, Drink, and I will draw camels for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Before I had finished speaking in my heart, Behold, Rebekah came out with her water jar on her shoulder, and she went down to the spring and drew water. I said to her, Please let me drink. She quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give your camels drink also. So I drank, and she gave the camels drink also, and then I asked her, Whose daughter are you? She said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Makkah bore to him. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her arms, then I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me by the right way to take the daughter of my master's kinsman for his son. Now then, if you are going to show steadfast love and faithfulness to my master, tell me, and if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before you. Take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. When Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed himself to the earth before the Lord. And the servant brought out jewelry of silver and of gold and garments and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave to her brother and to her mother costly ornaments. And he and the men who were with him ate and drank and they spent the night there. When they arose in the morning, he said, Send me away to my master. Her brother and her mother said, Let the young woman remain with us a while, at least ten days. After that she may go. But he said to them, Do not delay me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. They said, Let us call the young woman and ask her. And they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will go. And they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah, and said to her, Our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands, and may your offspring possess the gate of those who hate them.
Then Rebecca and her young women arose and rode on the camels and followed the man. Thus the servant took Rebecca and went his way. Now Isaac had returned from Beer Lahai Roy and was dwelling in the Negev. And Isaac went out to meditate in a field toward evening. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, there were camels coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from the camel, and said to the servant, Who is that man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself, and the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah his mother, and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Well, as we read this story, we see all over the place faith in the God of Abraham who keeps his promises and is able to control situations for the good of his people. So everything hinges on Isaac finding a wife and having more children. If Isaac doesn't find a wife and have more children, then what happens to these promises that have been made to Abraham about his descendants numbering the stars and inheriting the land? They, they can't come true unless Isaac finds a wife and they have children. So this story, as romantic and beautiful as it is, is also very, very important. We start out seeing Abraham's faith in the Lord. He is very insistent that Isaac not leave this promised land. He is supposed to stay here. Abraham knows this is the land that the Lord has promised. My son Isaac needs to remain here. And the servant brings up this risk. Well, what if I find this woman and she's not willing to take the trip back with me? You know, it's a long trip to a man she's never met before. What if she's simply not willing to go? And Abraham is willing to take that risk. He trusts the Lord that the Lord will provide, just as the Lord has provided for him in the past. So the servant takes all kinds of gifts to show the wealth of Abraham and Isaac. And he goes on this long journey. It's clear that this servant has also come to know the God of Abraham and the way that he prays when he gets there. You know, he wants the Lord to give a sign, the sign that she would also water his camels. And he says, let her be the one whom you've appointed for your servant Isaac. So this servant of Abraham believes that there's a woman appointed, chosen for Isaac. And the servant prays that God would show steadfast love to Abraham by providing this woman and showing him which one it is. And it's interesting, the first woman, before he's even finished speaking, Rebecca comes out. Can you just picture her with her water jug on her shoulder? She was very beautiful, attractive, it says. And things go smoothly from there. Rebecca brings this servant into her home. They take care of the camels. He lays out the whole story. And Rebecca's brother, Laban, who we're going to meet later on, and her father, Bethuel, are both in favor of the match. They say, This thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you bad or good. Rebecca is before you. Take her and go. They hesitate a little, and they kind of want her to stick around for 10 days. You know, they're going to say goodbye. They probably won't ever see her again. But Rebecca is willing to go right away. She also has faith 
in this situation, and she's willing to go with the servant and obey what the Lord has asked her to do. And the story ends just beautifully. Isaac sees Rebecca, they fall in love, they go and get married, and Rebecca goes into Sarah's tent. She becomes kind of the matriarch or the woman of the family in the end. All right, let's talk about our memory verse for this week. This week we are memorizing Psalm 96, verses 9 and 10. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. When our story today, things went smoothly. Everything worked out the way it was supposed to work out. The servant was trusting the Lord, obedient to his master. Rebecca was willing to follow where the Lord was leading her. Abraham was trusting in God's promise. Everyone was obeying the Lord, and the result was this beautiful love story. And I hope that when we have decisions in our life that we choose to obey and trust the Lord and know that he is able to make everything work out beautifully in the end for us. Thank you for joining me and we'll see you next time.